Hey, welcome to the Resolve Podcast, episode number 24. I'm Carly Tizano, a New Year's resolution coach, obsessed with all things goal setting, personal development, coaching, and of course, resolutions. One of my biggest goals is to help you reach yours. I'm here to provide the tools, support, and inspiration you need to reach your goals this year and every year, and to feel supported every day along the way. Today, I have a very special guest, someone who I actually met back when I was getting trained to become a certified life coach. We met in training at the life coach school, and it's been so fun to watch her journey ever since. She has so many great tips and insights about something that I know many people have thought about pursuing or want to pursue, but it is an area that I know can be a little intimidating or a little bit scary. So I am so grateful to have Whitney Kilpack come on the podcast today to share about her journey as a plant-based person and plant-based life coach. Whitney Kilpack is a CPA turned plant-based life coach and the mom to two beautiful boys. Not only that, but she also lives on the sunny beaches of Puerto Rico. So I am so excited to have her on the podcast today. And without further ado, here is my interview with Whitney Kilpack. Whitney, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Yeah, of course. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Let's start off with having you share a little bit about your journey and everything that led you to where you are today. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so I'm a plant-based coach right now. I started off as an accountant, actually. I'm a CPA. And so that's Mm. where I started originally. But over time, I just started gaining an interest in nutrition and self-help, of course. So it kind of all meshed into one really perfectly. And yeah, so that's how I transitioned away from being an accountant to a life coach. What drew you to coaching and made you realize, oh, I should become a coach. To be honest, it was more like I wanted to take it further with myself. I don't think I ever want like this booming coaching practice, if I'm being honest. And I don't know, who knows, maybe later. It was more just the personal improvement. I went through the life coach school to become a coach myself and it was great. It was such a good learning experience for me. And I still draw on that all the time just for myself. I think I envisioned things ending up a little differently. I thought I was, you know, going to be like full-time coach. And now I have kids. I have a one-year-old and a three-year-old. And I was like, maybe I want to split my time a little differently. And it's been really great that it's allowed me to do that and be super Mm -hmm. flexible. Well, and you recently moved too, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I live in Puerto Rico. (laughs) It's wild. We've been here for nine or 10 months And it has been an adventure to say the least, but it's been amazing. And it's December and we can go swimming right now. So pretty great. (laughs) A little bit jealous of that, but you are just amazing balancing your coaching business and kids and the move. And it's been so fun to watch you progress through all those different things and keeping plant-based through all of it. So I'm so excited to have you come on the podcast today to talk about being plant-based, being a plant-based coach, what that looks like, how you help your clients and all the wisdom that you have for me and any other listeners who have thought about going plant-based or who want to go mm-hmm. plant-based. So can you share a little bit more about what led you to becoming plant-based or is that something that it's just always been a part of your life? No, it hasn't at all, actually. <laughs> That's a relief I, for some of us. <laughs> oh, totally. I started just doing more research. Really, I wanted to lose wait, when I got married, that was where I started. I was getting married. I'm like, I want to look amazing on my wedding day, of course. 
And so I got all these like stupid apps and tracker. Sorry, I shouldn't say stupid. Do you know what? Cause they do work for some people. It did not work for me. I was not a huge fan of counting calories and just micromanaging every little thing. And so then I ended up gaining weight for my wedding mm. because it was, you know, this obsessive mindset and it wasn't necessarily focused on eating the right things. It was just counting calories, which doesn't necessarily result in overall health and, or losing weight. Anyways, that's what led me to just trying to learn more. And eventually it was actually, I was on a cruise when I decided to become life-based or sorry, plant-based, which maybe wouldn't be the ideal place given all of the the food, the buffets, but that's kind of how it happened for me. Cause when I was getting ready to go on my cruise, I was getting a bunch of books ready. And I got the book called eat to live by Mm -hmm. Dr. Joel Furman. It's an amazing book. It's like very science heavy, very data heavy, but I like read that thing in a day on my cruise because it was so amazing. And honestly, it was one of those things where it just clicked and I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. this is what I've been looking for. This is the secret, not only to weight loss, but really to just living a healthy life. So I started on my cruise. Wow. What was that like? (laughs) The thing is, I think it's easy to tell yourself that it's impossible in situations, but really there's a lot of great options most Mm -hmm. of the time you can really make it work most of the time. And it doesn't have to be that big of a deal. As long as you don't create that mind drama, Hmm. that makes sense. So anyways, I started doing it and literally like weight started falling off effortlessly, but not all. And that was just like a side benefit. Really. I was like, I had so much energy Mm. and just like mental clarity was, it was insane. I was like, Oh my gosh. It's amazing. What have I been doing my whole life? Yeah. That's what kind of started it. I don't know. Five years ago, four, I don't know how many years ago it's been a little while, but yeah, it all started with the book eat to live. And that kind of changed everything for me. I love that. What does it mean to be plant-based? What is the definition yeah. or the definition as you live it out? Okay. So it's going to be similar to vegan, right? Vegan is you're not going to be eating animal products, but you can take it a step further and you don't eat processed foods. Mm. Okay. Okay, So in general, that's going to mean anything that's in a package, Mm -hmm. right? There's going to be exceptions to that. Of course, getting wheat noodles. Well, technically it's in a bag, but that's, it's not like it's graham crackers or something Mm -hmm. like that. The processing level is very different. And I'm sure everyone looks at that a little bit differently. Maybe some people literally will not eat anything out of a bag. I do things a little bit differently. I'm not a hundred percent plant-based. My husband is not plant-based. My Mm. son's more in control of my one-year-old, but my (laughs) three-year-old is not a hundred percent plant-based. And so I want to bring that up because I think it's important to show people that you can still make some pretty drastic changes in your life and your health, how you feel on a day-to-day basis, but it doesn't mean you have to 100% radically change your life. Not saying you can't, it really depends on you and what you're comfortable with. I think some people are, it's easier for them to be all or nothing. And then for others, it doesn't work that well. So they're either eating like all Lay's potato chips or romaine lettuce. And to them, they're like, well, give me the potato chips. I can't do that forever. And so I think it's important to realize that you can do both Mm -hmm. and still have incredible changes in your life. Yeah. I think people do that in a lot of areas. If I can't run a marathon, then I should just stay on my couch and do a TV show marathon instead. Or even like you were talking about, I can't grow my coaching business to a million dollars. Then why would I even start one? But maybe that's not even what you want. 
Or maybe it's okay if it never gets to that level. Maybe you don't want it to get to that level. And so to realize that it's not like past or failure or success, like there's success can be whatever you want it to be. And there's so many shades of gray or shades of success in between. Well, and it's about thinking what's your end goal. Yeah. What do you want? What are you looking for? I think with something like plant-based though, like if you get up off your couch and run down the street, like you could say, I went for a run or I'm a runner, but with something like plant-based, I think people feel like it's more black and white. Like they can't say that they eat plant-based if they have the bag of lays in their pantry, even maybe if it's for their kids or their husband. So what would you say to someone who thinks that? I'd say, so what's the benefit of telling yourself mm. it's either all or nothing. What's the benefit? Right. There usually isn't one, mm-hmm. right? It's usually keeping them from doing anything. It's like looking at something as a fact or not. Well, it's not a fact. You just have this belief that it's all or nothing, but right. who, who said that? Who made that rule up? Cause you know, I mentioned this book eat to live. He doesn't say do this hundred percent, which is interesting because most of the people who follow him have that mindset and get stuck in that, oh, whoops, I'm all or nothing. And I, I ate something that was not on my okay list. I ate chocolate, mm-hmm. I ate potato, whatever it is. And so then it's the, all of a sudden they're into the nothing category. Furman doesn't even say that that's what you need to do. How we can't have any animal products ever. We can't have any sweets ever. Mm-hmm. And that usually doesn't help us. <laughs> right especially when we draw those hard lines in the sand and we're saying like, this is the way it is now and forever. Mm -hmm. It can be really unsettling and really scary to make that kind of a commitment, especially if it's just something you're considering or playing with the idea of going plant-based thinking that you have to jump to that complete extreme can be scary. Yeah. And again, if you want to jump to the extreme, great. Like it's, there's no right and wrong. It's whatever works for the Mm -hmm. person. A lot of people have that lightning bolt moment around things Mm -hmm. like this, where their life just changes in an instant. They do things completely different. They've either had their mind open to this new way of thinking and they realize, oh, it makes so much sense to do this kind of what you had, or maybe it was a more personal experience seeing someone else do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's really cool to realize like you can have a change like that. You snap your fingers and it happens even when (laughs) when you're on a cruise surrounded by Mm -hmm. all kinds of meat and processed foods, but it can also be a slower transition too. It sounds like you're saying. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I've seen it work both ways for other people and myself when I'm pregnant and I'm feeling nauseous, anything goes, anything <laughs> you can keep down, you just, it's survival mode. There's mm-hmm. different stages. Oh yeah. So if someone is at that point, maybe they, if they've had the lightning bolt moment, then they're probably just ready to go jump in at the deep end mm-hmm. and just start. But if someone is more like taking one step at a time as they move forward, Mm-hmm. Where should they start or what are those first couple steps? That they mm-hmm. Should- yes. Okay. This is the fun part. I think the very biggest thing that any person can do, if they're going to do one thing to make the biggest impact is to have a salad every day. Ooh, tell me more. I don't mean like a little side salad. I mean like a big salad. That is like the entire meal. And this salad, it's not just lettuce. Like people think salad. I'm like, no, this is not iceberg lettuce and ranch dressing. That doesn't count. Mm. I'm talking like spinach, kale, romaine, whatever. And then beans and all of the veggies, all of the colorful veggies. Like this should be the most beautiful salad that people walk by and are jealous that they don't have this salad because it looks so good. That's what I'm talking about. Mm. Okay. And then a good dressing say no to ranch. I should make a little (laughs) sticker of this. Say no to ranch and a good nut-based dressing. If you're trying to watch your weight, Don't do the heavy oil dressings or just have a little bit, whatever you can do. But the salad every Mm. single day makes a huge impact. 
I know I've watched you run salad challenges, right? That has been something that you've done. I know with your audience and your clients, Mm -hmm. and that is such a great idea. And it is something that is pretty easy. Those are ingredients you can Mm -hmm. pick up pretty easily. You hopefully probably have some in your fridge already. And just to put it together like that and to take that one step of one salad a day, that is a really awesome first step. It teaches you it's you're learning a little bit at a time, right? And it teaches you just one step. Oh, maybe I'm going to try some new ingredients one at Mm -hmm. a time instead of totally overhauling everything at once, which might feel a little bit overwhelming. So I'm going to try a different vegetable in my salad that I've never Mm -hmm. tried before. Great. One at a time, just bring them in, but make sure you get your salad in. Mm -hmm. How many salads do you have in a day? Usually just one. Okay. I'll usually do. Yeah. I'll usually do one big one for lunch. There's been occasions that I've been so excited about my salad that I busted (laughs) out for breakfast. Sometimes I'm prepping (laughs) in advance. That's one thing you can also look forward to after exposing yourself to all of the different plant foods, like your taste buds really do change Mm -hmm. and the foods start tasting better and better. And that's the food I look forward to eating more so than the processed foods. So it's almost like you're naturally moving away from it anyways, even if it's not on the no, never, you cannot eat list. It's just less desirable later on. Yeah. And that's a good reminder too, that even just taking those first couple of steps is going to empower you then to maybe take the steps that seem harder now, but they're going to come so much more naturally after you've taken those first couple, instead of just standing here looking forward and saying, well, I'm never going to get there. So why even start? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. What is your favorite salad? If you were just going to throw a recipe out there for the best salad, what would it be? Okay. I'm still on this like peanut butter curry dressing. Ooh, it's so good. And so then I do a little, I romaine, red cabbage, red pepper, cucumbers. What else do I put in? Sometimes I'll do like carrots and celery. Some things you wouldn't necessarily put in, but I, man, I just pile it all in and it all gives a different texture and a different Mm -hmm. taste. It's so good. Yeah. That sounds great. Now I want salad. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any tips for grocery shopping or eating out, especially if you're trying to start getting into this lifestyle? Yeah, I think actually one really fun way to do it is to do one of those produce delivery orders. Okay. You know, there's, what did I used to use, but they don't have them here. There's one called misfits and I can't remember the other one, but basically all of the fresh produce that they weren't necessarily able to sell in the grocery store, they'll just deliver to you. So I think this is an easier adjustment for people budget wise, because mm-hmm. it's a pretty inexpensive price. And then they just deliver all of the produce to you. So this is a good way to do it because you're not, you don't go to the, you don't see the latest potato chips. Yeah. All of the good. And then you have to figure out what to do with it. You're like, what is this? (laughs) I don't even know what this produce item is. And Mm. so then you start looking at how to cook. It's fun. It's fun to try something new that you wouldn't necessarily have bought, but here it was conveniently and inexpensively delivered to your door. So that's one thing I really like to do. That's a great tip. What about eating out? Do you plan out ahead of time what you're going to eat? Look at the menu or do you just know I can always order a salad or then if you do, you add stuff to it or what's the procedure that you follow? Yeah, it depends. I do usually try to plan in advance and take a look at the menu. Or if I know that they're going to have a salad, maybe I won't worry as much about it. But that's one area that I've tried not to stress out too Mm. much about. That's 
and especially I, I'm not one to go eat out a ton anyways. I mm-hmm. like to cook. I usually get really excited to go out and then I end up disappointed. I'll just stay home and cook anyways. It tastes way better. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so if on the occasion that we do go out, I go in and am surprised to find nothing really available, then I'll probably just order something else. And I'm not going to make that big of a deal out of it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to make it mean that I've screwed up and I'm a loser and I can't commit to anything. No, it doesn't mean any of that. It's just, okay, like this is what's available. I'm going to eat it. And while I'm eating it, I'm going to wish I had my salad because it tastes <laughs> so much better, but it's Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it happens once in a while and it's not a huge deal. Are there any non-plant-based foods that you do miss or that you do then default in order when you have that moment of, I have to get something? I do love sweets a lot. Mm. Like mm-hmm. meat and dairy and like just animal products in general is not really that hard for me. I just, I don't love it, but I do really love sweets and I love chocolate, especially mm-hmm. So that's where I'll be like, all right, let's just maybe have a little bit of this and get back on track the next time. And also, you know, plan times to enjoy those foods. Right. It's not just, oh, there's nothing else available. Sometimes I'll plan it out. Oh, there's this special thing that I like. I'm going to plan it out in advance and I'm going to have it. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm not going to feel guilty about it. It's Mm -hmm. okay. It's okay to have plant-based 10% not or whatever, whatever you decide you want to do. And I I think that's great. Are there plant-based sweets that you like too? Or what does that look like? I'm sure there's actually these really great, like 100% fruit roll type things. Dates, that's like candy to me. Mm. I love dates. They're really good. And peanut butter. A lot of times I'll get like dates and dip it in peanut butter. And that's delicious. What else? Nice cream is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Get like frozen bananas and blend it up and add whatever. So there's, I think people are like, oh, I'm going to go plant-based. I'm never going to enjoy eating my food again. I'm like going to be missing out on everything. No, you're not. There's this whole other world you didn't know about that you're missing out on now. And the best way to discover it is just to go into it, to try it. Yeah. Just try it. Maybe you'll like it. So earlier you mentioned the weight loss, having more energy. What are some of the other benefits that you've seen in your own life or the lives of your clients from being plant-based? Those are the physical things, but then you also have the mental side of it, right? Where again, I mentioned mental clarity, I'll take any extra focus I can get, but also just the confidence building. Hey, I said, I was going to do this thing. I said, I was going to eat a salad every day and I did it. Yeah. Amazing. I'm amazing for even trying it. So I think that's something I've seen so much is just the, an increase in confidence and self-love and the self-love isn't necessarily because of the weight loss. I'm the lowest weight I've probably ever been, but I could. I could still find problems with my body if I wanted to. People think the weight loss is what's going to make them love themselves more. Not true. There's not Mm -hmm. a perfect body out there. Even if it's a little skinnier than the one you have right now, it's about the journey of taking the steps because you love your body in the first place. Yeah, that's very true. It's a good reminder. And it's not the eating plant-based that's going to make you love yourself or your body either. No, no, not at all. Yeah. But they're all tools and they all work so well with that deeper reflective work or the coaching that we help our clients with to attack it from both layers. So exactly. Oh, it's so fun. Has being plant-based and the values that kind of led you to that, has that impact or influenced you in any other areas of your life? Yes, it has definitely affected me in other areas of my life. It's interesting because as I've learned more 
I've honestly become a little bit more skeptical on what we're taught because mm-hmm. everything that I've learned, you know, since that first book is in sometimes in direct opposition to things that we have been taught for a long time. So it's maybe very skeptical of some of that early education and then more accepting of some of the things that I thought were weird before. I'm much more of a hippie than I used to be. So I think I'm like, well, people are, you know, all these vegans, these plant-based people are weird. I'm like, well, maybe they're not. Maybe everyone else is weird. So it's made me a, it's made me a lot more open-minded. Yeah. To some of the things that I, I used to think were odd. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to see how some of those small mindset transitions can make being plant-based and finding community there and connection there so much easier and growing in that direction. And then even from that place to then cascade through other areas of your life where you want to develop positive habit or behavior change. Okay. Well, let's move on to the resolution round. I want to hear a bit more about you and the goals you set and what that looks like. So first of all, do you set goals and resolutions? And if so, what is that process like for you? Okay. I'm sure I'm not as organized as you are, (laughs) but I do set goals. (laughs) It's usually like one big goal. And then I kind of break it down. I break down each step and what's going to have to happen. It's, it sounds very not sexy, but it does get goals done. That's the key. (laughs) If it gets you where you want to go, it doesn't matter how it sounds or how many steps there are. Yes. When you break it down, are you breaking it down like into each action you need to take or like what you're going to do each month or what does that look like? Honestly, this looks like me geeking out on Excel and I make a very detailed (laughs) list of everything that I need to do. Mm. And then I estimate how much time each thing is going to take. And I'm always wrong, but it gives me an idea, right? right? Something's a little longer, something's a little shorter, but it gives me a general time frame. So yeah, I make the full list of exactly what needs to get done. And then I put each item on the calendar. It might be three months. It might be longer. Some goals I have, I don't necessarily have a timeline on and maybe see, that's where you tisk tisk me. What are you doing? You need a timeline. So it, it really depends on the goal. Okay. I, I kind of have a goal right now of reading a certain number of books this year. And so that's pretty easy to break down, make a list of which books, how long are they? When can I get these ones finished by, but other goals that are maybe a little bigger, I might not necessarily have a timeline on. Are there any other goals you're working on right now, other than reading more? No, I think the reading one is the main one. That's a great one. I'm a big proponent of reading more. You know, it's funny. I, it's not even like I started the year again, you'll kiss me. I didn't even start the year that I just, the other night I, I counted up all the books that I read this year. Cause it felt like a lot more than usual. And I was like, wow, I read 41 or 42 wow. books or something. That's I was like, wouldn't awesome. it be cool to get to 48 mm. more just of a, a fun thing. Okay. Well, let's figure out how to do it and make the list. And yeah, that's exciting. Okay. I have to know what was the best book that you read this year? Oh, hmm. should have prepared me for this one. I've read so many <laughs> I know. Books. I will talk more about books in a minute, but <laughs> since you said okay. you're reading more. What is my favorite? Okay. This might come as a surprise, but probably the Bitcoin standard. Ooh, what's that about? Is it about Bitcoin? Oh, interesting. Yes. Okay. Yes. There's this whole introduction on, this is a whole separate podcast, probably. <laughs> I could go on for a bit about this one, but basically I just learned a lot about how fiat, how mm. our monetary mm-hmm. system works. And I thought I knew I'm an accountant to have the financial background, but my mind was blown like 10 different mm. times during this book. And yeah, I loved mm. it. It was very eye-opening. A little, it was, it was a heavier book. It took me a little bit to get through it, but man, I was loving all of it. It was really interesting. That sounds really interesting. 
What is the biggest goal or resolution that you set and completed? Probably to retire early. Ooh, is that when you've checked off? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh, I don't know how many years ago, probably five years ago or something. My husband and I decided that we wanted to retire early. And it's been something we've been really focused on and had a lot of fun with. And yeah, it was something we were able to check off, which felt amazing. And, and it was interesting. I got to the end of it and I was like, well, who am I now without this goal? Because mm. it's been something I've been so focused on for so long, but it's been an adventure, the whole process. Oh, I bet that's so exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. That I know that's a big one. So every week on the podcast, we encourage listeners to resolve to consider something or experiment or take some action. So what would you encourage listeners to resolve to do? Yeah. Other than eating a salad every day. Of yeah. Course. That's a big one. <laughs> <laughs> I think what I would recommend is to just start asking yourself, how could I eat just a few more fruits and veggies today. It's not an overwhelming thing and it gets your brain curious and wondering. And all of a sudden there's a lot of opportunities to just have a little more. So that would be my challenge. Do you have any places where you like add them to a meal or grab them for a snack or you bake them into something? Do you have any favorite ways to do that? Yeah, one thing I do a lot is if I'm making like a veggie burger, or something for my family. Instead of getting a bun or even a tortilla, I'll get lettuce. This is a great way to just get a few more veggies in. I'm just going to use this lettuce and eat it like this. And a lot of times it tastes better. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I normally get my burgers on lettuce too. Much better that way. Okay. To wrap up the show, I have a few confetti questions. So these are just for fun to help to get to know you a little bit better. What time do you get up? Oh, 6.30. Ooh, my, okay. my babies wake up at mm. six 30 or earlier every day. So that's when I get up. Mm-hmm. I love getting up before them, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm much better for the rest of the day, but every time I get up earlier, they're awake. And so I wonder, <laughs> I'm like, how long are they awake mm. and like quiet before they start making noise? And so I stopped doing that. And I just wake <laughs> up at six 30. <laughs> and would you do your best work? The morning for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Past eight or nine o'clock, I'm brain dead. So mm-hmm. it's morning for me. <laughs> what is the best piece of advice you've been given? Oh, I actually wrote one down. This is my dad. He's the greatest. He always has the best advice. Okay. Oh, my dad too. He said the best opportunities come to those who are willing to not do the normal thing. Maybe not that eloquent, but that one hit me. Oh no, that's definitely deep. eloquent. I'm going to have to think about that one. That's very deep. I'm going to sit with that one today. I like that. <laughs> What do you do to rest? I read. That's kind of a favorite for me. <laughs> and I like to stretch. A lot of times I'll do that. I'll listen to an audiobook and then I just stretch mm. and do some yoga poses. And that's very relaxing for me. Ooh, that's a great idea. I don't normally do that, but I love audiobooks. So that's a good way to pair. I'll have to think about that too. What is your favorite beverage? Oh, easy. Spindrift, the grapefruit flavor. It is okay. so good. It is Mm. so good. Oh my gosh. I love it. Very refreshing. Yes. What about your favorite TV show? Oh, I don't really do a lot of TV. (laughs) I don't think I have a favorite TV show. Occasionally we'll get hooked on one, but I usually know if I start, it'll be hard to stop. (laughs) Yeah, that is true. Well, and you have sunny beaches and nice water to go hang out on instead. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So now we're getting back into books. What book has had the greatest impact on your life? 
Okay. This is, I, I don't know if I can say this out loud because I'm sure this is not the cool answer or the right answer, but Harry Potter, Ooh. not like a deep book, but this was like my childhood. Cause I had a whole group of friends and we all loved Harry Potter and that became our like activities. And it was really this relationship that it created with me and this group of girls that I grew up with. So I think a lot of people would agree with you on that. Just the whole world and then everything that it has grown to be. Yeah, it's magic. Mm -hmm. It's still magic, even though I'm too old for it, but I don't care. Not too too old. Never too old. (laughs) Yeah, never too old. And what book are you currently reading? Oh, I just started this one called Heal Yourself with Sunlight. There's lots of talk about vitamin D these days, so I'm finding out more. That sounds perfect for where you live. I don't know the last time I saw the sun, but (laughs) definitely jealous that you get to use that. (laughs) And what is a win that you're currently celebrating that we can toast with you? I don't even know if this is a win, but it feels like it. We have decided to buy a house here, which was a big step to even make that decision. So yeah, yeah, I'm going to say that's the most recent win is making that decision to settle in here and buy a house. That is definitely toast worthy. Congratulations. That's so exciting. Thank you. And where can people go to find more information about you and your work? Maybe find more salad recipes and just keep in touch with everything that you're doing. Yeah. Instagram is the best place. My handle is Whitney K coaching. Okay, perfect. So head there for all of the salad resources and everything else. (laughs) Whitney, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and for sharing all of your plant-based wisdom and just everything else. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And that's a wrap on my interview with Whitney Kilpack. I'm so grateful she took the time to come and be on the podcast today. I hope that you were motivated and inspired, even if not to go plant-based, then at least to (laughs) eat a few more salads. I've loved following Whitney on Instagram and not only seeing her journey, but also seeing the lovely salad pictures that she posts. They always look absolutely amazing. So many different ideas and toppings and items that I may or may not have thought to ever put on a salad or to mix together, but I'm always inspired whenever she shares. And although I'm not currently plant-based, it's something that I have certainly considered and will be considering, I know, in the future. And when I do, I know I will be turning to Whitney for advice and inspiration all along the way. So get out there, set resolutions, and be sure to eat salads. Thanks for tuning into the Resolve Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Carly Tassano. I would love to connect with you. Don't forget to rate and review. It really helps other people find the show. And subscribe if you haven't already so that you don't miss another great episode next week. For the show notes or additional support in reaching your goals, check out carlytisano.com. Until next time, here's to all that lies ahead.